Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I know I've been away for a while. Um, the last podcast I did was actually with Dane Hart when we talked about the when we talked about the monster that is Fortnite. Um, it was a good podcast, but I've been really busy in my personal life with school and finals and things like that. To the point where I haven't really had the time to give this podcast the attention or love that it deserves. Um, with that being said, I'm here now. And also with that being said, I have a big podcast in store today. Um, this is actually... This gets me pretty excited because I've been waiting for this movie for a long, long time. And I assume you guys probably know what it is. But I'm going to be discussing my thoughts on the new Avengers Infinity War movie. I've been a big fan of the Marvel movies. I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I want to, but that's just something that I haven't gotten around to. I've heard it's excellent, and I probably need to see it. It probably would have made, um, it probably would have made Infinity Wars make a little bit more sense. But I have a lot to say. So with that being said, let's get carried away. Um, I'd also like to just let this out there now. I'm going to be discussing major spoilers. So if if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see the movie, please, by all means, turn this off and see the movie. And then come back and listen to this podcast. But um, but you've been warned. You've You've been warned. So I know this movie had a lot of hype circling around it. It's basically, it's... 10 years to get to this point with all the other movies they've been making. I believe it's 19 Marvel movies or something have led up to Infinity Wars. So it's a lot of buildup and there's a lot of hype surrounding this. And um, honestly, if I'm just being honest, I don't know. I don't know quite how I feel about it or if, if it really lived up to the hype or if it was what I expected. But it was very different. And I think... That's one of the things that I'm in term after I watched a couple more times, I'm really going to to love something about this movie because it wasn't like any superhero movie we've really seen before. And I feel I feel quite confident saying that. Um It also felt apparent to me that it seemed like the entire cast has aged. And I felt like their age kind of showed in this movie to an extent. Because I remember seeing, you know, like the first Iron Man and the first Captain America when they came out. And they they looked younger. And now it's just, it seemed everyone, Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo, everyone just seemed older. And just kind of, I'm not sure if, how you guys felt about that. But I definitely, it seemed like the cast had just aged. And of course they've aged. You know, time, time a lot of time's gone on between when they first started making these Marvel movies leading up to Infinity Wars. But, I don't know, it just it just kind of had an older tone to it, is what it felt. But at the same time, it was still the same old Marvel movies. It was packed full of humor. There was a lot of humor in it. There was a lot of humor in it for actually how dark of, um... For kind of how dark of a movie it was. And for being a superhero movie, it, it had very... Very real and very human aspects to it. Um... I guess the biggest thing about this movie is the villain and Thanos. And Thanos is, again, he's been one of those things that's surrounded by hype. Or we've never really seen him on screen before. 
We don't really know completely what he looks like or sounds like just because we've never seen him. It's always just kind of been a shadow of him or something like that. It's all it's all just hype. It's all leading up to it. It's whatever the word it is, teaser. He's just been teased so much. And so to see him from the movie and to hear him talk and how he acts and what makes Thanos Thanos, it was really interesting because it was it was something we've never seen before. And it was that that in itself is different because we've never seen a villain really of his size and of his power face the group's mightiest heroes. And so that's that's something to be prepared of. And Thanos is gonna speak a lot. I think he has he has the most speaking lines in the entire movie, him and Thor as well. And Thor is an entire entirely different part, but I kind of felt that Thor would have a big, big role in this movie because whether you agree with me or not, he is the most powerful in the Avengers. I honestly think Thor's capable of killing Superman, if I'm just being real with you. But um so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that he's he's also the second biggest role in this movie and has the second most lines, I believe, compared to Thanos. Um But with this being such a crossover event where so many different Marvel characters are coming and sharing the same screen, it was actually it was really something magical. I mean it was it was crazy to see the Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man and Spider-Man all in the same fucking all in the same scene. It almost didn't seem real that all these characters are from the same universe and now here they are. And we all know stories about these characters because you know there's been two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, there's been fucking three Iron Man movies. There's been some Spider-Man movies like holy shit it's there was just so much build up to get to this point and I felt that's what the thing that's what this film did really well they they meshed the characters together in such in such an incredible way that it all made sense and everyone pieced together very well there was um another thing about this movie is it absolutely takes no breaks. Like from the second it starts, it's full throttle, pedal to metal, all the way until the very ending. And I'm not, I'm not fucking exaggerating. There is no downtime to, for the Avengers to prepare for Thanos or anything like that. It's really hit the ground running. Like this is happening and it's happening now. Which I also, I also really liked that that tone and I felt like why why should they you know there's there's been so much build up for this movie that why should they have more build up in the movie if that makes sense so I I admired that that it really it, it hit the ground running on all aspects and it really ugh, the first couple minutes hit hard too because you basically see Thor and Loki and a couple other of Thor's friends are trying to fight off Thanos and they just they get absolutely devastated. The Hulk goes up against Thanos in the first 5 minutes of the fucking movie and just gets his ass kicked like we've never seen it before. Just gets absolutely devastated. And then to top it all off, spoiler alert, 
Loki dies right there. And that kind of sets out a big, almost a big tone for the movie. And um, Thor kind of mentions in the film that Loki has died, died before, but he feels that this time it's it's real and that he's not sure if he's ever going to come back. And that was kind of how it was portrayed too, watching watching Loki die at the hands of Thanos, that this might be the very last time we see Loki on screen. Which I don't know. Of course they're going to make an entirely different movie. You know, they're going to make a part two to this, of course. But it's crazy. All I'm going to say is prepare to see a lot of the heroes that you loved and cared about or admired watching over the years. Don't get too attached to anyone in this film is all I'm going to say, to be blunt, because a lot of people die. And I'm serious. I'm I'm dead fucking serious when I say that a lot of people are going to die. And that was kind of, that was one of the things so different about the film is oftentimes in superhero movies, you never see the hero die. And, but I think in this, there's just so many, there's so many superheroes that there, there's no choice. Some of them, some of them have to die and it, it makes for good cinema. That's for sure. But shit, I mean, it's at times it's almost hard to watch and it was definitely, it's definitely a two part movie with a solo movie ending, if that makes sense, because there's still so much. There's still so much to be covered, I guess you could say. And the movie's pretty long. I, I don't know exactly how long it is. I think it might be close to three hours, though. But basically, the entire the entire first movie of Infinity Wars is Thanos on his conquest to capture all of the Infinity Stones. And... The movie kind of basically follows him and his conquest of doing that. Now the Avengers are trying to stop him and basically how how they're failing. How it seems like they're on their last hope. There is, there is nothing that they can do to stop this man. And that was kind of... It's kind of dark. I'll be honest. It's kind of dark. Of course the film is very funny and it has a lot of funny parts. You know, some some parts were almost just ridiculous and I'm usually a pretty hard person to make laugh when it comes to films but there were a couple parts in the film that actually actually got to me that actually did make me laugh and I felt felt that was pretty enjoyable but a lot of it wasn't it's kind of it's kind of hard to say I I don't really like watching movies in theaters just because I don't like the distraction of the audience and every joke Marvel puts in there, while some of them are all, you know, they're all funny to an extent, they don't necessarily make me all laugh. And so that was kind of a frustrating thing about the experience of the movie is everyone's laughing at everything. And so that kind of took me out of the experience, I guess. So it'd probably be interesting to, for me to watch the film on my own, which I'm sure I'll do. But, um, but yeah... Also, because there's so many characters, there's not, not all the characters have really big roles, if that makes sense. Like, for instance, 
Captain America has a really small role in this film. I mean, you hardly ever see him, and he doesn't get much screen time, and he hardly has anything to say. He's just there. And it's kind of obvious that they're saving him for part two, which I totally get because they have to have this giant climax. But really, the movie's just focused on Thanos and Thor... And, of course, it jumps around to Iron Man and Spider-Man and things like that. But the movie took a couple turns that I just wasn't, I wasn't really expecting. And basically, right at the very beginning, Iron Man and Spider-Man and Doctor Strange basically get aboard this spaceship and they fly out into outer space, basically trying to track down Thanos and that really that part right there separates them from everyone else in the entire film so you're not going to see the luxuries of Captain America and Tony Stark in the same in the same scene you're not going to see that shit you're not it's really it's almost it's an entirely adventure it's an entire adventure for all these different characters and um originally when they were going to space on the spaceship where um, Doctor Strange and Iron Man and um, Spider-Man are. I was trying to just figure out how they were going to incorporate this. And like it didn't really make sense to me. And I just, I overall wasn't, wasn't getting it. And this was right at the very beginning of the film. So it was just, it was just an interesting turn for it to take. It wasn't something I was expecting. I was expecting more of the fight to happen on Earth. But... It's really, this movie's all over the place. It has stories, because there's so many characters, there's just stories sprouting up all over on different planets, different universes. It's, it's insane. It's insane. But, um... What I talked to earlier about meshing... Them going to space was the perfect intro for them to be introduced to the Guardians of the Galaxy. And sure, they were. That's that's basically how they met, and I I felt that was that was really good. It didn't it didn't catch me. It kind of caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting it. But sure enough, they're going to space, and who do you find in space? The Guardians of the Galaxy. So things like that made sense. It just wasn't something that I really was expecting, but I ended up enjoying it for the most part. It's just like I said, guys, it wasn't what I was expecting. And I think a lot of the thoughts and preconceived notions that people have in the, of this movie, I think it's going to be vastly different than what you're expecting. At least that's how it was for me and um, the people I saw it with. Um, but yeah, so the separation throughout the movie, basically the first part of... This movie, the entire Infinity War, is just Thanos getting the stones, the Infinity Stones, and spoiler, he does. And that kind of leads up to the second part of the movie and how the Avengers are going to try and stop him, if they're going to stop him. I have no clue, because from this first movie, it, it definitely doesn't look like anyone can fucking stop Thanos, I'll be honest. Um... I want to talk about uh, more more talk about the Infinity Stones and also in respect to Vision. I felt that some characters in this movie 
they weren't given any justice. In fact, it was almost kind of pathetic and embarrassing at times. Vision is supposed to be this really powerful, this really powerful character. And you, originally I was expecting him to give a lot of resistance to Thanos. But they just made him out to seem like a little fucking bitch. Like he's just, he's getting stabbed and he's so weak. And he has some power of this infinity stone, but he didn't even fucking use it. Like, he just rolls over, and then he's fucking dead. He's just dead. And so that part was just, it was kind of disappointing to me. And of course, Vision does die, because once they remove the Infinity Stone from him, that that causes him to perish. And that was, um... That was something that seemed very real. And I felt that was, that they did pretty well, was Vision dying. Because once you saw him die, you actually felt like, wow, that's it. And I'm not sure if he's ever going to come back, guys. I really don't know if they're going to have Vision in the next one. But I'm not sure. You guys know how Marvel movies go. They're, they always bring back people. It's It's crazy. But a lot of the times I'm not I'm not sure what to expect on this. I don't know if they're going to bring any of these characters back that died. Because when we saw Vision on the screen die, at least it felt to me like, wow, that's like he's fucking dead, guys. I don't think he's coming back. But of course, Vision's made up of Jarvis and Ultron and all those things that they hinted at are still very much alive. So it wouldn't surprise me. If they bring him back, but I'm not sure if a vision per se is ever going to come back. Another thing that really disappointed me about this movie was the Hulk. They just, again with Vision, they just made the Hulk seem to be a little fucking bitch. And ever since, ever since he gets his ass kicked by Thanos in the beginning of the movie, Mark Ruffalo or Bruce Banner and the Hulk have basically this fallout between each other where the Hulk doesn't want to present himself. So it's literally just Bruce Banner trying to get the Hulk out of him. It's pretty sad. It's like a guy fucking struggling with erectile dysfunction or some shit like that. It just doesn't make sense, and I thought it was kind of underwhelming. But at the same time, I feel like they're doing this because they're trying to save Hulk for the next movie. And obviously something big is going to have to happen in the next movie to get him angry to get the Hulk come out. If I had to predict what's going to make the Hulk come out in the next movie, I'd probably say it's going to be the Black Widow dying. Um, No, she does not die in this film. Um, That's another thing with this movie is Vision and Scarlet Witch get into some fights and they're getting their ass kicked by some of Thanos' henchmen. I forget their official titles. But they're just getting their ass kicked by these fucking supervillains. And then the Black Widow shows up and she fucking beats the shit out of one of them. Like, are you kidding me that Black Widow can do it but but Vision and Scarlet Witch can't? Like, there's, there's just little things that just didn't make sense to me. 
if if that has anything to do with it. Um, but with all due respect, I love the Black Widow. I love Scarlett Johansson. I think she's great. And I think she's great in the film. It's just there were some aspects that just I don't know didn't seem didn't seem real at all to me, even though it's a pure fiction movie. Um, thoughts on Thor? This again, this really makes me wish I'd seen Ragnarok before I saw Infinity Wars. But Thor really has a curve in this film. And he's kind of like a Thor that we've never seen before. That we've seen Thor so... Never afraid, never... Never feels like he's down and out of it. But you see a lot of scenes of Thor in this movie where... You think this is it. And I think the movie portrays that pretty well. That there is no hope for Earth or the Avengers or any hero willing to stand at Thanos that they're all going to die. They're all going to die in the process. But um, Thor's kind of played a side part, I feel, to some of the Avengers movie. Like, of course, he's always been there. He was in, you know, the first Avengers, of course, and he was great in the first Avengers. He was very funny, and he plays a key role in it. And, you know, he also played a key role in the Age of Ultron and shit like that. But I think this, in this film, Infinity Wars, this is Thor's biggest role. And this is where we need Thor more than anyone. Because I honestly think he's the only one capable of defeating Thanos. And of course he can't do it alone. He's definitely going to need help of all the other Avengers. But it's tough. It's tough. Thor definitely has his hands full. And they did this thing where um, Thor lost his eye in Ragnarok. And um, Rocket Raccoon ends up stealing this eye from this guy that he found. And ends up giving Thor this brown eye. And so it's kind of funny seeing Thor with, you know, one blue eye and one brown eye. But, But they make it work and the movie's good without it being too distracting, if that makes sense. But with that being said, there's a lot of death in this movie, guys. And it, it it's almost hard for me to say that when, when I was finished watching the film, I was almost speechless. Just as if... The first, the first thought that came to my head when the movie was done and the credits rolled, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck did I just watch? I have absolutely no clue. This was, this was batshit insane. This was, this was something I've never seen before. Something I've never expected or, or anything. And I think one of the things that makes this movie so different is evil prevails. And that's not something we see in most superhero movies at all. And I guess I've always kind of wanted to see a movie where the bad guy wins, in a sense. But that's pretty rare to come by, because usually most movies don't have an ending where the bad guy wins. While Infinity Wars does. Thanos is victorious at the end. He's defeated the Avengers. He's killed countless people. He's destroyed half the universe. And there he is at the end watching a sunset. 
And it's funny because watching this movie, you almost kind of feel things for Thanos. He and his conquest for power and how, while it may seem so easy for him to obtain this power, that it's actually, it's, it's a real struggle for him. And one of the things he has to do in the film that was very hard to him, and it's kind of more of like the human aspect of Thanos, if you could even call him human, was when he had to kill his daughter Gamora for the Soul Stone. And that's, and that's tough. That was, that was a pretty tough scene too. And Gamora was trying to play it off that Thanos will never get this stone this the soul stone because you need to trade a soul for a soul and you have to give a soul you love to in order to achieve the infinity stone and Gamora essentially thinks well Thanos doesn't love anyone so there's no way he's ever going to get this stone that it's impossible and then come to find out Thanos actually really did love Gamora but he loved his thirst for power and domination of the entire universe more. And so he killed her, basically saying that he's not going to let this get in the way of his destiny. That was kind of a very human, very human, very dark and very sad moment. And these deaths... They hit everyone kind of hard, and especially this death was felt with the Guardians of the Galaxy because, you know, Chris Pratt, who plays Star-Lord, is in love with Gamora. And now that she's dead, he he's filled with rage and he doesn't know what to do. And I feel like in this movie, you see a lot of that. You see a lot of just blind rage just because of all the death and loss that's occurring it's it's truly it's like something we've never seen before guys and i uh, i honestly mean that and um so he gets the infinity stones quite easily actually basically a lot of them are just given to him because they're afraid that if they don't give them give him the infinity stones that he's going to kill so many more people and of course he does. He's a supervillain. He's a bad guy. He's he's a he's a prick. Like Thanos is a fucking prick. And his reasoning behind destroying half the universe is because he feels there were too many mouths to feed and that we need to show half of the universe mercy. And so that's what he does. He kills half the universe. And he's basically considering himself the hero and thinking that he's solving all the world's problems by doing this. All the universe's problems by doing this. And so once he gets these stones, all five of the infinity stones, he can literally kill anyone with a snap of a finger. And so that's what he does. And that's kind of how they ended the movie was with all these people dying. And I'm just going to start to list some of the people that have died. Two, two of the biggest ones, in my opinion, that died is Black Panther, which was which was tough. I wasn't expecting it. 
Especially since Black Panther is one of my favorite superheroes. He dies. He literally just turns to fucking dust and then vanishes into the wind. And Spider-Man dies. Nick Fury dies. Everyone dies. All the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're all dead. They all turn to dust and fucking disappear. It just... For how strong they are... It just seemed like they're all hopeless in the end. That they were completely at the mercy of Thanos. And that's... And that's basically what happened. Basically... Doctor Strange has the Infinity Stone. He has the Infinity Stone of Time. (sighs) However, he gives up his Infinity Stone in order to keep Tony Stark alive because Thanos was getting ready to kill Tony Stark. And so the only way to save Tony in Doctor Strange's mind was to give him the Infinity Stone. (sighs) Which at the same time is kind of... It bothered me too because the Time Infinity Stone is so completely fucking overpowered that you can literally manipulate time and go back and go forward that it's it's ridiculous and he just gives it up to him just gives it up like it's nothing and so that was kind of pointless and then, of course, Vision has the other Infinity Stone. Vision gets it taken from him, and that leads to Vision's death. There's, there's a lot in this film. And by, by the trailer, it had a lot of things that were misleading. Like, for example, when you see the Hulkbuster costume, oh, you think, like, oh, Tony Stark is in his Hulkbuster costume. Like, no, that's not... That's not Tony, because Tony's not on planet Earth. He's fucking... He's on another planet somewhere else with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and the Guardians of the Galaxy trying to stop Thanos in a different way. While the person actually in the Hulkbuster costume is the Hulk himself, because Bruce Banner is being a bitch and can't, can't get the Hulk to come out. So... Basically... How part of it goes is they take Vision to Wakanda because they're trying to essentially hold off Thanos and his army from getting to Vision to keeping him from getting the stones. But of course, as you know by now, they fail. And that leads to Thanos having all the stones, leading to basically Thanos's complete and total rule over everything and it's funny because they ask him what he's going to do after all this after he destroys half of the universe and dissembles the Avengers what he's going to do and I love his response because it's so I don't know for lack of a better word it's It's almost beautiful. It's almost beautiful and human. That he says after he does all this destruction, he's just going to sit back and watch the sunset. And that's exactly how the movie ends. He destroys half of the fucking universe. Everyone in it. Turns these Avengers, these superheroes, literally into dust. 
literally in the dust, like they're just useless. And then he takes his infinity gauntlet and he goes and he sits by the sunset and he watches it. And it's actually, for how dark it is, it's actually a really pretty scene. And I felt that a lot of the scenes with Thanos were actually really well done and really pretty. And the movie is well done. Don't get me wrong, guys. Like, the movie's great. It's just... It's like something you've never seen before. It's completely mind-bottling. It's tough. But... Basically down to brass tacks of what I really think of the movie. I'm honestly not sure if this was my favorite Avengers. I don't, I don't even know if I want to call it an Avengers movie. Because I feel like it's just... It's, it's literally like nothing we've ever seen before that I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. But... I like it. Don't get me wrong. I liked it a lot. But I'm not... I'm not sure how I feel if I'm completely in love with it yet. If I have to watch it more times or what. But I'd say for my review out of 10, it's probably going to be maybe a 7.5. Maybe I'll give it an 8. But I probably think the first Avengers movie is still my favorite. Just because I loved it so much and I thoroughly remember all the hype surrounding that movie and just how it completely lived up to it. And of course, at the end of that movie, the good guys prevailed. While in Infinity Wars, it's a completely opposite story. And it makes you really wonder how the second part's going to carry out. I have no clue. Are we ever going to see... Spider-Man again? Are we ever going to see Black Panther again? Or the Guardians of the Galaxy? Or are they actually dead? Are they completely dead? I don't know. There's so there's so many questions about it. Um, they're also, I noticed they're saving a couple characters for the next movie, I believe. They obviously can't blow their entire load in this movie. But, um... No, I'm sorry, Ant-Man fans, but you're not going to see him in this one. But hopefully in the next one, he'll he'll have more of a story there. But but, but we'll see. Um, to talk about the uh, final credit scene, that's where you see Nick Fury. And Nick Fury was with that one girl. I forget her name. The girl he's always with, kind of like his secretary. <laughs> Excuse me. Kind of like his secretary. And um, they're just driving down a road in New York. And this they almost get in this car wreck with this guy. They don't even know what the fuck's going on. And they pull over and they get out of this car. And they realize that no one's even in the car. And they don't understand what's going on. But from a person that's already seen the movie... The entire movie is you realize this is the part where Thanos is turning half of the universe into dust. And it's literally... It's literally completely random. You have no clue who's going to stay and no clue who's going to go. It's almost like a rapture, if you will. The rapture of Thanos. And he just takes whoever he wants. So... Nick Fury and his secretary, they turn to dust. But the big thing... Nick Fury does 
before he gets ready to turn to dust because he feels it coming as he sends out a distress signal to uh, Captain Marvel. So she's probably going to be in the next movie and that's going to play a, a big part. She's probably going to help Thor and the rest of the Avengers for whatever's left of the Avengers defeat Thanos if they even do. Or... God, how fucking crazy would it be if they just killed all of them off in the end and just Thanos wins? And then their messages, good does not always prevail. Thanks for the cheese. Bye. I mean, that shit could fucking happen because that's how I felt after seeing this movie and seeing the evil prevail. I don't know. I honestly have no clue how the Avengers are going to come back from this in Avengers 4. But, um, yeah, for those of you that don't know, Captain America is still alive. Bruce Banner is still alive. Thor is still alive. Iron Man is still alive. Doctor Strange is still alive. So there is still a lot of key parts. They're basically, they're just wounded. They're wounded really fucking bad. And I'm not, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the future holds from them. Or, if anything, how they're going to get these people back. I wonder if potentially they're going to get the the time stone back and maybe reverse time to the point where Thanos doesn't get in control and they're able to bring back, let's say, Spider-Man and the Black Panther. But I'm not sure. Again, this is all in theory. And I'm just one guy with just one opinion, and I'm just kind of sprouting off these thoughts as I have them. But, um... But yeah, I like the movie. Definitely go see it. I'd like to talk with Dane Hart and um, potentially a couple others, potentially Charlie McCarthy, because um, we all watched the movie together and it'd be interesting to have their opinions on it as well. But this is kind of just my shoot from the hip style where I'm just going as I please and just saying, saying all the thoughts as I have them and how I feel about them, just giving you guys my honest opinion. So yeah, I'd probably give Avengers Infinity Wars maybe an 8 out of 10. I liked it. It just... I'm honestly not sure what to think about it. But at times I wasn't I wasn't completely in love with the movie, I'll be honest. Was I feel when I was watching the first Avengers, I was in love with the fucking film. I loved every bit of it. But um, it makes me wonder what Avengers 4 is going to have in store for us. Because I can imagine it's going to be a total fucking shit show, guys. I mean, a total fucking shit show. But yeah, with that being said, that's my review on Avengers Infinity Wars. Uh, I have a couple other things to talk about. Um, I'm potentially going to do a review on Post Malone's new album, Beerbongs and Bentleys, that came out... Uh, at midnight yesterday so far I loved the album I had a feeling it was going to be jam packed full of bangers I haven't finished it all yet but I love it and I'm excited for it I just knew it was going to be good I just had a fucking feeling I honestly think Post Malone is one of the most talented musicians of our time right now and I feel like everything he touches is going to turn to gold and so I have, I have really high hopes for the album and so far the album hasn't been disappointing me um also, now that school's done, I'm going to be starting um, Twitch streaming more 
for those of you that don't know, my Twitch stream, I'll link it in the bio, but it's uh, Carried Away 3. You can also follow us on Twitter. It's Carried Away 3 on Twitter. And um, yeah, I also recently just bought God of War a couple minutes ago before I started doing this podcast. So I'm going to potentially do a review on that. I've heard it's great. I've heard great things about it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, with that being said, huge shout out and huge thank you to Dane Hart and Keen Grant. For those of you that don't know them, they are the co-hosts of The Den, uh, which is a popular sports and pop culture podcast. Um, they're great guys, great people, hot takes with hot hosts. What more can you ask for? Um, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate all of you that listen. Um, it means a lot to me. Um, So with that being said, let's get carried away.